Welcome to Raise Your Vibe and Heal. My name is Lisa Snyder, and I'm an intuitive here to help you live your best life. On this channel and podcast, we hold channeled spiritual messages, mini healing sessions, and welcome monthly guests to share their wisdom. To stay updated on the latest events, please subscribe to my event newsletter on my website, lisahsnyder.com, which is linked in the description field of this broadcast. And when you join the newsletter, newsletter community, not only will you get a $10 coupon towards any service, Service, but you will get a weekly channeled message delivered to your inbox on Sunday. All right, let's take a nice cleansing breath here before we introduce our guest today. Let's place our feet firmly on the ground, releasing any stress or tension that we may be carrying here. Surrounding this session with all that will be here live today and those who will be watching or listening to the future broadcast with the beautiful gold and white light. Now let's envision our hearts connected and connected with the divine source of love and light, which truly connects us all. And setting the intention here today that we are inviting in and working with only the highest possible vibrational frequencies of divine source of love and light. Thank you. I'm very excited because our guest today is Tammy Franklin. She is a spiritual teacher and healer with a passion to help people understand themselves as spiritual sovereign beings. Tammy's intuitive insights help her clients free themselves from fear-based consciousness by bringing awareness to specific energies influencing their lives. She has been working as a professional psychic medium since 2009. Over time, her readings with clients evolved into insights of energies such as karmic psychic cycles, past lives, and family lineage energies. These low-vibe energies were blocking clients and keeping them stuck in cycles of struggle, suffering, and fear-based consciousness. As a result of the healing and working with Tammy, positive changes come into her clients' lives. On a personal note, Tammy has been one of my trusted go-to healers for the past three and a half years. I can personally attest to feeling the energetic releases in my energy fields and body. I also credit Tammy with educating me on the importance of setting the intention of what I allow to work through me. If you have been with me for any length of time, not only do we bring in the source gold and white light, but the intention is always to work with the highest possible vibrational frequencies of love and light during the healing sessions. You can find Tammy on her website, TammyFranklin.net, Instagram and Facebook at Transcending Belief. And now she is debuting on her YouTube channel with the same name at Transcending Belief. So this broadcast kicks off her presence on YouTube. So please subscribe to her channel and like this video. It is my honor to welcome my energy healer and friend, Tammy Franklin, to the live today. Welcome, Hi, Tammy. Lisa. Hi. <laughs> oh. It is my honor to be here. So thank you for having me. Oh, Tammy, thank you so much. I seriously, the work that we have done together over the last three and a half years. And, and first, I'd like to thank everybody who's joining us live today. I know we're normally here on a Sunday night, but Sunday's Easter. And so we decided that Saturday would work. And the broadcast, I know many people will want to be listening to this uh, conversation. And if at any point, for those of you that are live, you want to put any sort of a question in the comment ba box for either Tammy or myself, please feel free to do that. And we will keep an eye on those comments and those questions. So Hello to everybody, and I'd also like to thank Laura, who is our moderator in the background. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Tammy, we worked together for three and a half years, and the first thing that I'd like to share for everybody who's listening live, hi, Debbie. One of the first things I'd like to share is that we worked recently together, it's about a couple of weeks ago, and I was aware that I had this, I just, the only way I could describe it was an obsessive cord. And for as much as I know about this healing work, as much that I work with my stones, my crystals, the, you know, the singing bowl, the Palo Santo, all of it, I still felt like I had this cord, this, and again, it was obsessive that I just couldn't release. And it was surrounding a particular person who has been in my life in the past. And I just knew I needed to work with you. And the interesting thing was, after that session two weeks ago, that cord literally went away. And I have had other, I've had other sessions with you where it was just, 
I could feel in my body, the energies in my body, I could feel the shift and the clarity that you bring to the sessions, the way that you're able to intuit or you use all your senses or I'll have you describe what you sense and feel, but you made a really interesting comment about the obsessive cord. And I don't know if you remember this, so I'll just say it, but you reminded me that when it was an obsessive cord, at least in this situation, that this situation, it was more of something coming towards me than me, than that. And so I was very excited that you agreed to join me on this session today because I feel like, well, the topic is denial energies. We're talking about toxic positivity, spiritual bypassing, spiritual ego. And it's a, a very in-depth topic. Uh, but when we talk about denial energies, what does that mean to you? How would, what would you like to say about, you know, starting us off on this conversation? Yes. Well, um, denial energies are, I would say, generally speaking, it's what's at work within your consciousness that is keeping you see your own truth and blocking your connection to your higher self or, or to God. Um, and then also just real quick, I'll interject here. I think it's uh, that uh, when I say God, uh, I re I'm referring to source, spirit, unconditional love. Um, I, I tend to default to God uh, because that's just most commonly used and accepted. But I, I do interchange uh, when I speak. But uh, so basically, you know, we come into this uh, world of uh, soul school on earth and we're coming in full of denial energies because we don't remember uh, our light as a soul. And um, so we're learning through the dark and through finding our way through basically darkness or not knowing or a lack of knowledge, you could say. I was taught uh, when I first started um, my spiritual education and energy to think of light as knowledge and dark as lack of knowledge. And uh, that just holds true for with everything I have learned um, since I started this journey. And so that's, that's where I would say denial energies are. It's your shadow. It's what's within your unconscious. It's uh, all your past life experiences that you don't remember. And then it can also be like what you shared, Lisa. Um, it could be not realizing there's a negative energy influencing you and it's it's coming really more behind you or it can come all around but um it can be someone else's energy connected to you being projected onto you so yeah that is a great explanation of that thank you for sharing that i just learned a little something new too which i always do when i work with you tammy <laughs> and and i just it is you are a wealth of information because i feel like there's a lot of emphasis placed on emphasis placed on just focus on the light focus on the light and i know for myself personally before i became truly educated on what was happening because I've been channeling these energies for close to seven years now. I've been working with spirituality pretty much my whole adult life, energy work for you know close to 20 years, <clears throat> excuse me. But I've never been, I've never felt like I was truly educated on really looking at the shadow side or the dark side or low vibe energies. It's always been focused on the positive. I'd like to share three experiences that happened prior to working with you. One time I was at the Hoover Dam and I was up in the Hoover Dam and I got, we were on this inside tour and I was the only one who got extremely dizzy. There was something energetically there that was off. Uh, the uh, next time that it happened, I was in Portland. I was interesting, it was by the water again. There was one spot in Portland. The closer I got to that spot, I started getting nauseous and very dizzy and I could feel the energy was very off in that particular spot. Now, this is not, uh, you know, I'm not being disrespectful to these cities. I'm just explaining my experience. Now, the people I, the who I was with did not have that issue at all. And the third time that this happened, my daughter and I went to Little Bighorn, which is where 
Custer had his final stand, the big skirmish with the um, Native Americans. And the down in this valley, there was um, where a lot of the fighting had happened. And they had a path to go down there and all these memorials and things to really, um, you know, indicate what had happened there. The closer we got down into this little valley area, the sicker, the more nauseated and dizzy that I got. Now, my daughter was at that time was not affected. Today, she probably would pick up on that more. And I ha- when I held her hand, I got balanced. So I feel like balance is really important. And, and when we focus so much on just one aspect, I feel like, and, and, and this is one of the things I want to ask you about, what about this topic of toxic positivity? What are your thoughts on that? Because I, I see a lot of people focusing on that. What does toxic positivity mean to you? Well, it means a lot, um, and it's you know very common. But I I think the way I would explain it here is that we're the purpose of toxic or uh, of being positive. Excuse me. The purpose of being positive was intended to your thoughts become things. So in terms of the ego, the ego would love to always have you be in fear, be in doubt, self-questioning, worry, those kinds of energies. So that's when we say focus, that would be the appropriate use of what are you putting your energy into? Are you putting your energy into confidence, courage, willingness, trust in God, those are that's that would be the proper use of positive intention when it becomes out of balance like what you were saying lisa is that we can uh become we can miss the bigger picture maybe there's something we need to readjust or um a lesson that we're learning um something uh, a fear that we're overcoming within our shadow or our own consciousness and so that's when people uh tend to spiritually uh bypass through toxic positivity is just overlooking well that's not me right the ego is very good at getting you it's not me it's you um or it's or circumstance or you know these things just keep happening to me um and it it's there's a lot of energies that go into that uh, where you just, you can keep focusing on uh, glossing over and hoping for something different. But if you're operating in Groundhog Day, <laughs> nothing's changing, then you might want to take a look at, uh, you know, you, you should start asking questions. What's going on here? What, what's Hunter- more at work? You know, I had never really heard the expression. You know, Monica just posted on here. Laura, if you can put that back up on the screen, please. Shadow work is so important. It's part of the balance, yin and yang. I, the first time I heard of shadow work, believe it or not, the first time I heard of that expression, and I, I don't, maybe I was just very ignorant and maybe I was too focused on, I've always been a very positive person. So when I've been hit with the, with, with the dark, negative, uh, low vibe energies, it threw me a little bit off balance. And, um, I didn't know about this concept of shadow work until probably two or three years ago. And what are your thoughts on shadow work? Is that, is the shadow work just the ego side? Is that the, you know, the negative at what, can you please educate for those that are listening? For the first time, what does shadow work mean to you? Um, to me, it means uh, it means some. It's your ego because everybody has ego. We're in a physical body, so we're learning to uh, be in balance with our ego and our higher self. Um, it is also your spiritual wounds, your soul wounds, your emotional wounds, your negative experiences, your past life uh, imprinting of uh, trauma. Um, that you that your soul has within you that's experienced from this current life and uh, also the past lifetimes as well. So it's a lot of things. So it's fascinating to me that our past life expressions can have such an impact on our current lifetime. And I can think of a time, one another time that I worked with you. I'm going to just use some of my personal experiences here. <laughs> I can think of a time when I think it was about two or three years ago, I was in the stream with three other people. We're crossing the stream and I slipped and fell and they were surprised that I fell. And I said, I literally feel like I got 
pushed. And when I worked with you, it turns out there was a past life expression. There was, uh, there was this it really kind of surprised me, but because I felt the energy shift, I kept an open mind. It had been, uh, it had been, okay, I'll just say it. It was like a, um, an old, we'll call it a wizard energy that was not of the love and the light. We can call mm -hmm. it the dark and that there was some sort of an energetic connection that I had brought into this lifetime, which surprised me because I thought, how is it possible that I'm caring? And I felt it because when we cleared it and shifted, I could feel the change and the shift in my body. Uh, how is it possible that something like that can come with us when we start brand new in this lifetime experience? How are those things still working with us and working through us in this lifetime? Uh, well, because they're unhealed. Um, so like in your case with uh, uh, a negative wizard energy, that I refer to as, um, I, I call that darkness, really, mm -hmm. because um, that is a negative intention coming from someone else attempting to manipulate you, attempting to control you, uh, projecting negative energies on you that are not from love. And that is what makes it a negative energy. And we use really strong words in our society, like, you know, darkness or, or magic or black magic or whatever. But that's, you know, with speaking to a past life with a wizard, those are energies that are, that are coming with constructs of destructive forces and negative energies. So they're not coming, they come with conditions. And so that's how that, it, why that was carried forward because, and this is where it goes back into the not knowing, right? Yes. Den like you could say that's denial. You don't realize that that's there. If we were raised uh, to be intuitive and use our intuition, your soul, every time you come in, you come in with the knowledge that you gained from your prior lifetime. Mm -hmm. So you come in re remembering all the, the good stuff that's, that's within you. And that's why we, I mean, that's what, what wisdom truly is. It's like, oh, your soul can unconsciously recognize danger or a negative person or, oh, this isn't going to work out well. And you don't even question it because it's so, uh, it's truth. And, and you operate from that and you don't even realize that's from experience, from soul experience. So yeah, that, that's how I would explain that. You know, when you bring that up, great explanation. When you bring that up, I was just reminded of when I was raised, <clears throat> give people the benefit of the doubt, ignore that feeling in your stomach. And I know mm -hmm. when my kids were growing up, I'm like, listen to your gut, trust your instincts, pay attention to how you feel, honor that. And so for some of us that are now navigating this world of spirituality, whether we've shut it down or we've tamped it down and now we're really starting to open it up, we're having these feelings, these emotions. Uh, some of us, many of us are having inner child trauma and wounds that we're learning how to work through and really paying attention and focusing on you know what? Not everybody is coming from the same place. I, I'm sure mm -hmm. all of us, all of us have seen examples where people are not operating from our heart center. They're not coming from the highest place of love and light. They're coming from, well, where do you feel that they're coming from? Is it from the ego? Is it coming from material? I mean, where where are they operating from when they're, they're not coming from the heart center? Where do, you, where do you think they're operating from, Tammy? Well, if you're not coming from your heart center, then you're definitely operating from your, uh, I, I would say ego, and you hit the nail on the head, the material world. Uh, you know, the material world is a construct to keep us disconnected from our spirit and our higher self. The material world is duality. Uh, the material world is, um, I think, most commonly associated with uh, money, right? Things. Yes. Uh, power, uh, all that, that kind of stuff. So those things are fine when it's in balance and it comes from your heart. And that's where, you know, with uh, manifesting, we as spiritual beings, we're not taught, we create our reality. And, you know, here we are as teachers, we're 
helping empower others and teaching them how to be in alignment with, with their soul and uh, their higher self and, and God. And so when you are in alignment, you're empowered and then you experience, you know, abundance, which doesn't mean it has to be just money. Really abundance is happiness. It's fulfillment. It's success. It's, it's joy. It's gratifying. It feeds your soul. It feeds your spirit. And so that, that's, yeah. The, the last couple of years have been interesting for all of us that have gone through the pandemic, there's been a lot of effects. And we're all talking about the ascension, raising the vibrational frequency. And it's interesting, because I've seen people in my personal experience, that are really struggling with that shift with really wanting to stay in the way of way things used to be I uh, coming from they're struggling with going into that new space, the new spirituality. So I don't think I'm alone. I think we have, in fact, I just talked with a client the other day who said, I've never felt so alone in my entire life. It feels like that everybody has left and changed. And I said, well, you clearly are going through a new shift in your energetics field. And I have seen the same thing. What do you say to people who, in that situation where they're saying, what's going on? It's like the people that used to be in my life all of a sudden are dropping like flies. And I don't not and I'm not talking about dying. Maybe they are. I don't know. But I'm just oh, saying yeah. they're just all of a sudden it's like, where the heck did they go? What's going on there? Why are we seeing such a shift with people and their relationships, whether it's a, you know, personal marriage or friendships? What what do you think is going on there? Uh, this is a really good question and a hard question to answer. Yes. Uh, my I think what you said, shifting, 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 that's what's going on. We're going through, uh, we could call it a great awakening, a shift in consciousness, uh, uh, a new era, the ascension energies, all the same thing. Um, where we are closing out the um, uh, Pisces timeline, moving into the age of Aquarius. So there is uh, a lot shifting. And Every day, I think it is hard and we're going through a very hard time. And I, I definitely want to acknowledge <laughs> yes. that. Like yes. it, it's it's uh, so this is a time when we need to use our spiritual tools. This is a time I saw. Uh, I think Monica made a comment about self-control. Yes, 100 percent, because uh, that is I find myself saying a lot like more than ever we see people well i would say let's see without being political but mainstream media generalizes uh temptation mm -hmm. every which way we turn and so and what i mean by temptation is not rising and acting from a condition unconditional love i'm talking about energies that are encouraging people to be angry, encouraging people to be offended and encouraging people to be in judgment. And, and these, these are consciousness manipulations at work. Um, and this is, um, so for this time, you're choosing your path for the future that we're creating and many spiritual teachers have different philosophies on this. I can't say with absolute certainty. Uh, I will let me just rephrase that. How, what, where, what resonates with me in this moment is some, some spiritual teachers are going to say, Oh, we're going to have a bifurcation. We're going to just wake up one day and we're going to be in a better world because you've ascended. Uh, I think that's under toxic positivity and spiritual bypassing. Okay. Um, I, we're in this life. And um, if that happens, fabulous. I, I, I'm all in, right? Like I'm all in. <laughs> right. um, but I do feel like we incarnated into this reality and we're in this timeline and we're here to help as many people awaken and choose a better way of being as possible. And this is why it's hard. Light work is hard. Light work is, uh, can make you question yourself. It can make you wonder like, 
how much more do I have left in me to keep going? But we are so needed and unconditional love and compassion and empathy. It's so important in this time and doing doing what's right. And I mean by that, by acting from your heart, by acting from not from judgment, you know, it, it, there is more than one perspective. There is more than one. Um, another manipulation is truth that there's only one truth that is, that's false. There's I'm, the only one truth is absolute and that of source, but we all like, we don't know what that is. We only know what is true in this reality as it's presented to us from source. So I think the truth is um, more aligned with unconditional love and goodness than right and wrong. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> my mic muted. It's interesting because as you were talking, my throat was getting itchy and scratchy. It was very interesting. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. You, okay. Uh, so I just did a little, uh, little throat clearing there for a moment. Okay. So it's interesting too. My daughter, Laura, who's moderating right now, just got back from Vegas and she had, I mentioned to her that you had this travel mantra that was, I, ca I call it a travel mantra. Okay. That was, those are, I guess, I you like say, okay, you like that. And yeah. I, I was telling her about it. She said, would you please send that to me? Because of course, what is the nickname of Vegas? It's Sin City. And you can imagine you've got all kinds of energies floating around out there. Mm -hmm. And she had mentioned that she used this travel mantra that you had shared with me and it made a huge, huge difference. Can you explain, we're going to put this up on the screen, but you can, can you explain a little bit why this is such a helpful thing to do when we travel? Yeah, uh, this goes under the umbrella of, you know, what we don't know, that we're not taught. And I, my path, I, I, I'm the person, I never wanted anything to do with darkness or scary things. I, I watched one scary movie in my life. Uh, I was in middle school and it was Cujo. So now you know my age. And <laughs> I watched I mean, the slime. I thought the slime was bad. <laughs> That's so the only one like, I've ever watched. <laughs> and, and truly, I have always been, uh, or, you know, in my past, not always in my past, been in avoidance of darkness, right? Because mm -hmm. society has taught us. And um, well, when I started my awakening and started educating myself in the world of spirit, one of the very first things I learned. So I trained uh, in the teachings of the Berkeley Psychic Institute, which is a great foundation to energy and intuition and psychic development. But I remember my teacher, one of the first things she taught us was that um, there are we could call them watcher beings. Um, they're not, they're not necessarily, um, well, they're not of God. Okay. okay. I, yes, we can, we can agree that there, we, I mean, we've all walked into a room and felt something off or we've gone, well, like for example, the three different places I went to and I got dizzy and nauseous and sick. And then the minute I walked yeah. away from those particular places, I was fine, which is why you brought up this travel mantra, which, yeah. um, yeah. So my, uh, my point is, is there are territorial spirits. And so we are not taught that uh, basically, and I do believe this uh, comes from, this is just a Bible reference, because I do think this is spoken to in the Bible. Um, I think there's bits of truth in, in every religion, but, um, you know, truth is bigger than religion. But I do believe... Um, it, the fallen angels, something like the fallen angels were given dominion over the earth. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here we come into the earth, but we're not told that. Right. And so, right. So we're not, and this is why I have the statement um, in the name of God as a being of God that I declare my divine rights over the land, air, and water. Because that, me basically saying that out loud is is proclaiming to those negative energies that I understand my divine rights and I of my free will am letting you know that I know my divine rights. So yes. especially uh, when we go to places like um, like you shared with the Hoover Dam um, and the other place you mentioned is that you have a past life connection to that and 
it's affecting your soul in this lifetime. Or it's these negative spirits, they see your light. And if you're, you're shining too brightly, we need, we, need to, we need to dim you down. And so why do other people not feel, feel it? Well, they're not a threat. <laughs> it's really what it comes down to is, you know, they're, they're just not a threat. And I have learned the more I awaken and the more I become spiritually empowered, the more I've experienced spiritual attack. And that is how I have learned what I know. And here I was this person, young, the younger version of me wanted nothing to do with darkness. I was happy preventing. Hundred percent, yeah. Tammy. I get it. <laughs> like I didn't believe, I didn't believe in witchcraft. I was told somewhere in my life that um, if you don't believe in it, then it's not real. Like don't give power to it, right? This is, that's an inversion of truth. It is very real. And uh, people just don't, spirit showed me in a way where to have me be a teacher to help others. I never imagined that this would be my path, clearing, talking about darkness, clearing dark <laughs> energies, all these things. I have come to love it. And it's like so weird. I mean, I, I, it's such a gift. I mean, it is. I, I do not, I do not, I thank God for this all the time. Like I never, ever like would have thought in my wildest dreams that this is what I'd be doing, but I love it. And I rise every day. And yeah, do I sometimes get tired? Yes, I get tired. <laughs> sometimes I get worn down. But you know what? I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender that. And I just ask for more strength and more clarity. Show me what I need to know. Guide me. These kinds of things. Instead, because when we're in resistance and in frustration, then we become disempowered. Yes. And so it is a practice. Yeah. But, yeah, so, it, it is. It hundred percent. Uh, so Tammy, question, I'm sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I'm no, yeah, nope, go ahead. Statement uh, is just really a way for you to declare your power. And the more uh, you raise your vibration and the more you do your soul work, the more this statement um, is powerful and protects you. So for those who are going to be listening on Spotify or wherever they listen to their podcast, this is going to be loaded to that. Would you please read this statement so they can hear it and then they can write it down? Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, in the name of God, as a being of God, I declare my divine rights over the land, air, and water. I declare and invoke my sovereign rights as a spiritual being of unconditional love to travel to blank wherever you're going, free of any and all forms of spiritual attack. And so it is. Beautiful. I love that. I, I, I say that all the time. I love that, but I do. I love this. And Laura said she used it and she, she kept actually kept saying it every day. And I, I think part of that is not only you're declaring, but we're standing in your spiritual strength. You're, you're declaring mm -hmm. your light. You're, you're coming from that source energy. Do we need to be afraid? Do we need to be afraid of these low vibe energies? And if, and, and if we do, what do we do? I personally am not afraid of it because I have the tools, but what would you say to somebody who's like, well, you know, if there's such a thing as if you have that belief system and we're, you know, you please, you know, see what feels right for you. But if you have the belief system in low vibe energies being thrown at you, whether, whether you call it witchcraft or magic or whatever, do we need to be afraid of it? What do you say to somebody who would ask you that question? Uh, fear empowers the negative energies. Yep. So this is why we're taught to avoid darkness to be this is why we're just come from a place of unknowingness fear uh if if you are in avoidance or in denial of negative energies that's how you get blindsided this is how you get traumatized you you can't you can't see it coming if you're in avoidance of it because you have a closed mindset so uh I, you cannot, so it is so important to be in your heart and not in fear to walk with, uh, you know, um, 
that's why I came up with this mantra as a way to empower you so you can um, go in, you know, asking for spiritual protection. That's not from a place of fear. I mm-hmm. suggest that as empowerment. So it's like you don't, um, if you're going to be going somewhere where, you know, we're bringing heaven to earth. This is the purpose of our light work. But uh, we're not walking in heaven yet. So this is why you need some form of spiritual armor or spiritual protection, whatever you want to call it. Uh, otherwise, you're you are setting yourself self up to be possibly blindsided by negative energy. But the more we raise our vibration, the stronger your vibration is. And then these energies literally cannot attach to you or attack you. Well, the Lila, Lila just uh, said, a teacher has told me that powering up keeps us more powerful than any dark energy and that we can command any dark energy to leave and they have to listen. Yes. Thoughts on that? Yes. Yes. So yes, uh, uh, that is true. I, I was also taught the same thing. So one of the very first things I also learned um, in my training and uh, education was with when dealing with negative energies, we we are well, everyone, everything's created by God, right? But a dark energy is operating from a place of rejection of God, denial of God. Okay. Yes. But at, as a uh, being in light, a being of light that I declare myself to be and embrace, right, and operate from, it is my divine right to command any negative energy to look me in the eye. And when I clear, I always look that entity in the eye. And if they will not look me in the eye, I command them to. I don't have to command very often, but they have to. It's God's law. And they know that. They absolutely know that. So that is very powerful. Where it gets a little gray is... um, that if you have, let's say, uh, if you have an unhealed energy within you, so um, let's say you have some black magic over you or something, that's where that's where clearing comes in, and it's so import- important. When you are fully cleared from um, a like a specific energy, then yeah, it's not going to happen anymore. But if there's uh, a little bit of healing to do in your shadow around uh, that, uh, about whatever the topic is, um, then the dark may not leave because they don't have to, because they are empowering this. They're connected to this unhealed energy within you. Yes. So like we could say unworthiness as an example, Mm -hmm. every, I mean, I think the more and more, the, the more I do this, the more I realize everything comes down to unworthiness, right? Mm-hmm. Every that's like at that's at the the core of everything when you're dealing with fear and negativity. So it's so common to be taught uh, as as empaths and as light workers, we have more compassion, we have more empathy, we have more, you know, uh, we relate to others through their pain, right? And this this is this can be empowering, but it can also be disempowering. Because, right, because we're taught to give our power away. Uh, It's one thing to demonstrate compassion, but it's another thing to act out of obligation or fear. Well, if I don't do this, then I'm going to upset that person. And then I think you brought up an example, like when we're younger, we're taught to, oh, that's not true, or you should do this. I can't remember exactly what you said. but That was was the gist of it. That's the gist of it, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's what I would say. You absolutely have the power, but the more we raise our vibration and the more we clear, the less and less the dark energy can stay attached to you. Okay. I'm going to use another personal example here. Okay. <laughs> I'm throwing a lot of personal examples in because I, <laughs> I just think it helps. I, it you know, I, I, was, help. yeah. I was like you, Debbie. I literally, like I said, I never even heard of shadow work until, and that's, that's, you know, that whole positivity thing and how I was raised. But I was working, this was back when I was still working out of an office. So this is pre pandemic. 
And there was a client that I, I've only had to fire one client in my lifetime. And this client was crossing all kinds of boundaries. So if you are a light worker and you do this work, it is okay to quit working with somebody if they are just trot, you need to listen to your boundaries, set your boundaries. We are not here to save everybody. It's not our job to save people. Our job is to help people save themselves, help facilitate whatever it is our gifts are. Okay. So I had this client and this client straight up told me that she was able to astrally project different places. And we, there was, she, there was definitely becoming an unhealthy attachment to working with me. And I had to tell her that we can know, and this was back when I was doing craniosacral therapy. And there was one night when I was in my room, and I want to say it was probably within whatever, a short period of time of that happening. I woke up in the middle of the night, was by myself, and I got so creeped out. Like I literally woke up and I was so creeped out. And I knew that something or an energy, and I'm not saying it was her, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I was aware of a presence that felt like that energy was in my space. It was in my space. And I had been taught, you probably taught me this, but I had been taught to declare something to the effect of, okay, excuse me, I said, get the F out of here. <laughs> you are not allowed here. Get out now. And then I quickly asked for, for me, I love to work with Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, and I called in the angels, the guides, and the light. And I said, please keep my space protected and cleared. And I try to remember to do that on a regular basis, because especially when you're living with other people, you don't know what they're bringing in and out of the house. You don't know, you know, like if you're living by yourself, okay, but even then you're still clearing your space. But that mm -hmm. energy, I could feel it. And there was one time too, and I kind of want to ask you about ghosts as well. Uh, we were walking in Okay, San Francisco is where Alcatraz is, right? Alcatraz, right. I think is, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was walking, this would have been about two and a half years ago. I was on a vacation trip out there and I was walking on the boardwalk and Alcatraz was, a. you could see Alcatraz. And we're walking, there's a whole bunch of people and I stopped and I kept looking behind me and my husband, who I was married to at the time, said to me, what's what's your problem? What's going on? I said, there is, there's something behind me. And I, uh, and I just, and I just said, I'm same thing. I just said, you need to go this, you're not welcome here. And I could feel that shift change. Now, what is your thought on ghosts? Because some people don't believe in them. Some people think it's the res. What do you, what are your thoughts on ghosts and how we can, what we should do when we come across something like that? Uh, the, I love this question. Um, <laughs> yes, well, I personally I, experienced it. So it's a thing, guys. I mean, I'm sure everyone here yeah. has experienced those. What the? <laughs> yeah. So ghosts are, uh, you know, nothing's black and white in this. Yeah. <laughs> but basically a ghost can be a, uh, well, it's a, it's a spirit, a soul that didn't cross over. Usually it happens unworthiness is a huge one as to why they don't cross over. Interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's big, a big reason why they don't cross over. Um, okay. or it was so traumatic and, uh, they don't, it's really just like that movie. I did see the sixth sense. That's the second movie I've ever watched. So did I. Don't I. <laughs> I don't consider that to be horror, but I was a little nervous when I was watching it, but like, it's so true. They don't know they're dead. And so yeah. they're, going through, uh, they're just repeating. There's, it's like a, they're stuck on repeat. Um, and so a ghost that it feels scary because they're scared and see they're basically homeless souls. And so someone like you, Lisa, or me, like they're going to come to us because our light is safe. Our energy mm -hmm. is safe. And when I feel ghosts come, uh, into my field, I, I cross them over. That's what I will okay. do now. That, that yeah. is something that I've, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. Uh, thank you. So what, what does that mean to you? You help them cross over. Cause I feel like what I'll just let you explain. Yeah. So I was at my, this was like maybe like six years ago, seven years ago, I was at my uh, child's school. Actually, I did a lot of clearing at my child's school because there was a lot of trauma that happened on that land. 
and actually the building used to be a church and it was a weird culty church anyway so there was okay that going on, too. <laughs> that going but, on yeah so i i had done a lot of um clearing on that land and that school and anyway i was in the office i had to speak with the principal about something and this young boy ghost came into my field and uh was was touching you know i could feel him touching Mm -hmm. like my shoulder like my back area and i knew immediately because at that point i'm was way more awake and aware right than kind of i think what you shared earlier before you fully knew what that was it it felt scary to me it wasn't scary i was like so what i told him i knew he wanted my help and i just said hey I see you. I can't talk to you right now. When I'm done, I will help you. And so he immediately left me alone. And then um, I went home. And then that night, I connected with his spirit and I crossed him over. But he needed help and he knew I could help him. So um, yeah, so that was interesting. And it, it came to find out like he there was a house on that property and it had burnt down. Okay. And somehow I found out about that after I had gotten fire and, you know, he was just stuck and he saw my light and just needed help crossing over. And so, yeah. Did I answer the question? You answered it beautifully. And uh, Monica, I do see your question. So um, before we get to this question, Monica, though, I'm, I do want to add on to something here. I So I want to ask you about something. I had, I've shared this before on a previous broadcast. When I was at the Monroe Institute with my friend Monica, who's on, I, I had an experience during an out-of-body, the OBE class, where I connected and I was shocked because I connected with my grandfather's spirit. And I instantly realized, and that wasn't even the purpose of the purpose of the meditation that we were doing, uh, but I became instantly aware that in his awareness, he was still an old man shuffling, shuffling, shuffling in his slippers. And to me, it felt like he was in this place of his own he created this place. I knew he was safe. I knew he was, per- I knew he- I could feel his guides and his angels around, but it was like he had these blinders on. Like he didn't, he wasn't aware of where he was going and what he was doing. And I intuitively knew exactly what to do to help him ascend higher. And I, Jesus came forward, Michael and Raphael were there. There was this big, beautiful healing. I wonder if he was, I wonder if he was, uh, a ghost in somebody's awareness. I don't know. Or was he in this place where he wasn't on the earth plane, but he was high enough that he wasn't acting like a ghost in somebody's awareness? I mean, do you have any idea or do you have, I mean, I, any thoughts on that? Because so, it felt to me like he was so, he had blinders on. Like he didn't even realize. He thought he was still 82 years old from 1988. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. and this just happened last year. Well, my understanding of that, that that's kind of what, I, that's what I meant by like, they're kind of stuck on repeat, that they're, it's um, because in that case, I would say, I don't think he knew he was out of his body. And that's why he was so, it felt like he was stuck and that he was just doing like that. He, he was focused on his life doing what he knows. So it was possible that he might've been upsetting some people with his noise and shuffling. I mean, it's could he have possibly been a ghost expression on the earth plane? Is it possible? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And our souls can fragment, right? So, okay. uh, so that's, yeah, our souls definitely through trauma can fragment. So there can be, I actually, I just, I'll share that. I'll share a personal experience. Sure. So, um, my little beloved, uh, Yorkie passed, uh, almost two years ago and, um, she, it was, uh, I ended up taking her to the vet because she was uh, turning gray, like from couldn't breathe. Right. And so I didn't, I didn't want her to suffer. So um, I decided that it was time. 
And of course, being me, like I call in the angels, right? All the things to make sure she has this beautiful crossing over. And she, as a typical Yorkie, like her whole physical experience, like I was her person. Every room I went in and everybody in the whole family knew that I was her person. So anyway, I created this beautiful space for her to cross over. Well, an aspect of her, of her soul fragmented and attached to our other dog. So I knew. How did, I, how did you know that? How well, could you I, tell? Other than like, being the amazing Tammy Franklin, how could you tell? <laughs> well, spirit's always teaching me, right? I, I'm right. Always, I'm always learning because I had seen her on the other side. I saw her on the other side. I was so perplexed, but our other dog, uh, I don't, so this is what happened. This is kind of gross, but small dogs, <laughs> small dogs need their anal glands expressed. And okay. It, and so my world spirit is her name. She's a reincarnated dog from my childhood. That's why her name's spirit. But, mm-hmm. um, so this is her second physical incarnation with me which is so cool. Um, but anyway, so spirit, uh, all of a sudden started getting, uh, her anal glands were blocked and she was almost three and had never had that. And so I knew something was up. Um, and I talked to another, uh, spirit cause I, I was starting to figure it out, but you know, it's sometimes hard to see your own stuff. This is why yes. right. And so, um, Anyway, I, I was speaking to uh, another intuitive friend and he and he to, he's like, she's attached to, to, to spirits, butt, basically <laughs> she had she didn't want to leave. So Aww. she did leave, but yes. like she fragmented. That's my point. She fragmented. She was mo- most of her. There was an aspect of her that didn't want to leave. Crossed her over. The dog hasn't had a clogged anal gland since. Oh my gosh, (laughs) that is, and then, you know, there is a, I'm going to just put this on here that this kind of ties into this. So Monica asks, could ghosts be a splintered part of our soul from a specific incarnation here? Yeah, totally possible. Totally possible. Okay. And then I know there was another question. If anybody has questions, I'm just want to address these questions because we just have a couple more minutes. You know, I'm going to show you guys this list. We have not, we've only touched a couple of the items on this list. We have gone so off what we thought we were going to talk about, but it's gone beautiful. It's gone in such a beautiful direction. Uh, Let's see. I know I saw a question earlier from Monica. She was asking about crystal. Thank you, Laura. Monica asks, what crystals would you recommend to use as a clearing grid for doorways? Great question, Monica. Uh. My go-to is black tourmaline. So I I, I think that's pretty common. Uh, I think that's a very common practice. So I I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a piece of it sitting right here. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, another thing I'll just add to that, like, uh, kind of like for today, Lisa, and I shared with you before we went on air, like you can set the intention, especially if you know you're going to be having um, people over and maybe someone that's kind of a negative Anelli or, you know, it has negative energy. Mm-hmm. You can declare that, uh, like put a bubble of light, a golden bubble of light around your home uh, or your doorway and just declare that all negative energies have to stay outside that bubble so that they don't come in with the person. And that is very helpful. So having the, the grid helps a lot. And then using your power and claiming your space. That's another way to claim your space. Oh, and Laura said she wore black tourmaline when she went to Vegas. Her mama went and got her some. (laughs) I was like, I got her some jet and I got her some black tourmaline. And I told you, I said, I got her that. And she's got the travel module. You're like, good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. You could put it in your bra. That's a great place to put it in too. I forgot that. You know, I, I thought, I thought all the weirdo hippie chicks back in the day when I was 
ignorant. You know, you'd hear about them stuffing crystals in their bras, and I'm like, yeah, I've kind of, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a hippie chick, but I kind of, I guess there is a part of me that is, and I'm okay with that. And I love, there is something about crystals. And, you know, yes, yeah, some could say it's, you know, your belief in the crystals. Sure, why not? But, everything's energy. And we have these different things that have different energetic properties and they're supporting us and they're a gift from Mother Earth. So why not? Why not use it? And I heard something the other day, I think it was on Debbie's. Debbie was on earlier. I don't know if she's still here, but Transcend with Debbie. She had a she had a really fascinating conversation with um, Wayne. I can't remember his last name. And they were talking about crystals and they were talking about when a crystal breaks and certain ones, I think it was, I don't think it might've been amethyst. No, mm -hmm. uh, rose quartz maybe it was rose quartz that when it broke that a great what you do when you're when you know that your crystal is done is to you can bury it in mother earth you can bring you return it back to the sea um he also was talking about selenite can get kind of grayish and cloudy when it starts to get you know when it's when it starts to get gunked up um i've never seen that but crystals there's something there's definitely something to that oh yeah i I brought mine for <laughs> which one is that? This is Labradorite. Oh my gosh, I have one sitting on my shelf facing me and it looks it looks like that. It looks then, like that. And then I Let just me put my, my big selenite. Oh <laughs> we're definitely just, soul you know, sisters. Yes, we are. It's, <laughs> we're soul do. sisters. Yeah. <laughs> Keith says it was the rose. I don't understand that question. It was the rose or what he was talking about. It was the rose. I'm not sure what he was referring to. Do, do you know what that the rose was? Quartz? was oh, the rose, the rose quartz. quartz. Thank you, Keith. Thank you. He was on because Keith follows Debbie off as well. Um, okay. I'm just going to look through the comments here. And Monica, I love Monica's comment. Uh, she had it on here earlier about us doing some future conversations together. Um, I don't know where that is. Um, there it is. It's been such a wise convo. Please have more. You two are great together. Thank oh, you, thank Monica. You. I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> oh, there will be more. Like I said, I have a whole list of things that we never even got to. And I just want to, I just would like to thank, I would like to thank you, Tammy, for being here today. This has been, this hour went so fast. We covered topics I didn't even know we were going to talk about, but you know how it works. When yes. spirit drops those thoughts into your head, it's like, oh, yep, we're talking about this now. And not not that we work from a script, but we just have an idea of things we'd like to talk about. Yeah. And so we now we have some future events that we can do together. Definitely, definitely. Tammy, uh, how can people find you? What's the best way to find you if they would like to work with you, which I highly, highly, highly recommend. <laughs> she is amazing. Amazing. Oh, well, thank you. And I thank you for having me here. It was, it was uh, an honor and my pleasure. And, you know, yeah, we're just connected. I, we already know that. Yes. So to reach me. Um, I, I'm active on Instagram and every most everything I post uh, on Instagram, Instagram goes on to Facebook. Uh, my handle is at transcending belief. And my website is um, TammyFranklin.net. And I request if you're interested in uh, working with me for a session to book that through my website. So um, yes, she has yeah. online scheduling, which I love. I wish more, wish more people in this line of work would do that because the email tag is just, yeah. And I feel like most people like to just go online and, and then you can read and learn more about Tammy. Um, any final yeah. thoughts that you'd like to share with us before we close out today's session? Oh, I think just, uh, recognize fear at work within your consciousness, be willing to look at it. Uh, that's what is going to empower you spiritually and shift your energy and raise your vibration. Be, uh, just willing to look at it. It doesn't mean you have to dive head in and, you know, shock yourself with fear, but just take one step towards observing it. Thank you, yeah. Tammy. And I will be thinking of all your wise words and all the share information you share when I visit the haunted cemeteries in NOLA here, not too, and not the not too far distant future. So I look awesome. forward to that. Uh, Tammy, please stay on after the broadcast. Um, okay. It'll just, I would like to connect with you. And Monica also acknowledged that she can attest to her work with Tammy. I will attest to Tammy's help and guidance as well. I know Monica messaged me and she's like, my body's just vibrating from the work. It's just amazing. And that's what happens. It's like you 
the feeling you can have when you shift and you release these energies. It's not that you have to be afraid of it, but we do need to be aware of what we are working with, especially as we are working with the light. And like Tammy, as you mentioned, that as we are raising our vibrational frequency, and that's the purpose of this channel, raise your vibe and heal. As we are healing, others are going to feel that light. And we have to remember People have to do their own work. We can help them, but they truly have to be willing to help themselves. Tammy, it has been such an honor and a pleasure to have you here today. I'd like to thank everybody who joined us live and those who'll be listening to the podcast on Spotify and iTunes or Apple, excuse me, that's old school, Apple Podcasts and anywhere you listen to the podcast. Please go and subscribe to you, Tammy's YouTube channel. She just started that today and she streamed this. So please go over and let's give Tammy some you know, some subscribers and also follow her at Transcending Belief. And many of you have seen that I share Tammy's posts because I love, love the information that she shares as a spiritual teacher, healer, psychic medium. Thank you, Tammy. So Thank appreciate you. you. So appreciate, you. appreciate you. you. And to everyone else, so much love and so much blessings. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.